Well, well, welcome to Reckless Speculation. I'm the only one on camera tonight thus far, so everyone's in luck. You don't get distracted by these other ugly guys. Um, it's just me on here. Brandon Chain is uh, in the car driving, so he is here via audio, but not necessarily via video. Randall has uh, <laughs> kind of recovered from his sickness, but then he <laughs> fell off of the ladder putting... Christmas decorations up in his attic. And so he is uh, out of commission in a different way. I think he's like the uh, kid in high school who faked mono to get out of school for about a month. Um, the, Raj the glass always, man. Yeah, Raj is always kind of uh, missing in action. Um, so we're here for a short 30-minute show tonight. Uh, a little recap and uh, preview of tonight's game. So, Brandon, uh, take it away. Early thoughts? Early thoughts. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. Um, the Dallas Cowboys. They are who we thought they are. And, man, what a debacle that is. They just cannot get over the hump winning a, a big stage game. Uh, we saw this. You know, they did play week one Tampa Bay pretty close, so it gave everyone some hope. Um, you know, they play in the easiest conference in the NFL. And we saw back in week 12, that's that's when they fooled me. I, I was in on them. Um, they couldn't beat the Raiders at home. And, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Uh, so, I – I was, like we discussed, we were all in on the 49ers pulling this one out. Wasn't even a question. Um, and, man, did they not disappoint as the Dallas Cowboys typically do to their fans. And it's just, I mean, their fans were literally throwing trash at them as they were leaving the field. I uh, am wearing my – uh, orange UT hoodie for a reason because that was the most UT way to lose a game. <laughs> it was the way Dallas lost it. But yes, you're right, Brandon. Like, I mean, that organization just can't get together from the meddling owner to the lack of a GM to just, um, yeah, I mean, in that division, if you're a pretty good team you're getting a home playoff game no matter what because the competition just isn't there so you win that division um but yeah we all picked the 49ers because exactly what you said um they are you know the, the cowboys are what we thought they were they're a mediocre team and just had the benefit of playing in a bad division we saw that we see this you know every so often from different divisions it varies you had you know, I think a six and eight Seahawks team one time won the West. Um, this just happened. I want to take a minute though and say this. Um, even though those games, for the most part, this weekend were blowouts and not really that competitive, the NFL is on the verge of doing something that I thought was impossible. They have laid out what is now creating what I feel is the excitement of the first weekend of March Madness. This this Saturday starting at three or four up until the night time, then starting back on Sunday, 
three games and then Monday night wild card that and all what are going to be really good teams playing against each other and a lot on the line. I was glued. I mean, we, we all had terrible weather here in Tennessee, but I was, I it could have been beautiful and I would have still been stuck in front of the TV that entire time watching every game. I thought it was just a fantastic production. What did you think? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's like Christmas, you know, it, like you said, from Saturday, uh, just getting excited. I mean, I, I went out Saturday and met some friends at a bar and, you know, we stayed glued to the TV and then, you know, Sunday, obviously we had snow. So I didn't leave, I didn't leave the couch. Um, I mean, yeah. I was glued to the TV the whole time. And, and again, you know, I'm on my way to meet some buddies tonight, uh, to watch this Monday night game. So it's, you're exactly right. They, they've really done a, a good job weighing this out and keeping, uh, all eyes on the NFL um, over, over this period. Um, but one other thing, back to the Cowboys, man, they're they're in big trouble. I mean, they, they've got one of the highest, you know, cap. I think they're going to be $11 million over the cap next year in the negative. Uh, you know, they're paying Dak $75 million. They just paid Amari Cooper, paid Z. I mean, and which all three – didn't show up when it, when they needed to, you know, and I just, I didn't see anything super special out of those guys when, when their back was against the wall. So, and then, yeah, that debacle of Dak at the end. And, you know, if you rehearse something like that, you know, you got to hand the ball to the ref and uh, it, it was just, <clears throat> man, it was entertaining because it came down, but to the wire, but man, the way they lost that game, I, I just don't see McCarthy being there uh, after this either. It reminded me of, do you remember? Hey, it, it must, it's probably 10 years ago now. Um, I don't even remember who the Eagles were playing, but um, they, they tied the game and Donovan McNabb said, I didn't know you could end the game in a tie. And it's like, how do you not know the rules? Like, you're, yeah. You're a professional athlete. Like, yeah. that's your job is to know the you're the quarterback. Like, it blew my mind. Like, yeah, of course the center can't just grab the ball and put it where he wants and snap. It. I like, know. Well, and then you saw that the the ref was like stuttering. He didn't even know where to set the ball down. I mean, that was just you know, for as much as they said they practiced that play, it looked like a complete S show. Like yeah. it, it was just unbelievable. But well, well, yeah, I agree, Cow- and, and I agree with you on the Cowboys, their future. Well, one, yeah, you're over the cap. You're probably go- going to be on a coaching hunt now, and you didn't lose in the NFC divisional round on a, a road game with bad weather. You didn't lose in the NFC championship game. You lost a home game as the a home wild card round playoff game. Yeah. And the only reason you're at home is because of that division. And you can say what you want. They, they may be the class of that division for, you know, the next four or five years. But you've got a lot of soul searching to do and be like, how can we beat the, – the, I mean, how can we win home playoffs games? Richard, we are going to get to our picks tonight. You just got to bear with us for a second. Um, Richard, I asked, who do we like tonight? We're going to get to that. So let's go from Brandon. Let's go from a coaching blunder to what you thought about a potential 
referee blunder in the Bengals Raiders game. Uh, if you're watching at the bar, I don't know if they had the sound on. Um, no. You hear the whistle, and did you see that controversy? Or was it was it missed upon you? I, I caught bits and pieces of it, and I was trying to, to rummage through and, and figure out what was going on. Um, I was hoping Raj would be on because uh, he was at the game. Yeah. And give us kind of his perspective of, you know, what, what they were feeling in the stadium. But, uh, no, go ahead. Break that down for us, what what you saw. And... Yeah, so since – well, one, Raj looked very cold from the pictures I saw of him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so essentially – Burrow's rolling out to his right, and his his foot gets close to out of bounds line. He throws it, and one of the refs, I assume, must have thought he stepped out of bounds. But it, regardless of what the thought process was, the whistle blew in the play. Receiver catches it, two feet in touchdown. Well, the rules state if any inadvertent any any whistle blows through the course of a play. The play has to be redone. Well, they – I can't remember if they reviewed it or not. I don't think they did because a whistle is not reviewable, as we've learned. Um, And so instead of replaying the down, they gave the Bengals a touchdown. I mean, it was clear. Whistle was blown before the catch and a touchdown. The defender stopped. I wouldn't – I mean, it was split second, but the defender obviously heard the whistle. The receiver – I think it was uh, Boyd who called it. He mm-hmm. heard the whistle, caught it, and then didn't celebrate the touchdown at all. They they all thought the play was dead. Refs ended up not calling it dead. Touchdown Bengals, seven points, seven-point game. So now there's the what-if game. Like, you know, well, what if they kicked the field goal and they still win? You know, but right. that being said, they still blew the call, and, they, and they've been suspended for the rest of the playoffs. And right. that's just a hard way to lose if you're the Raiders, or at least a hard circumstance to overcome. Right. No, I, I agree. I thought, um, you know, the Raiders, uh, I thought it was going to be a close game. and um, But, yeah, to, to lose in that fashion, that's kind of uh, hard for the Raiders, especially, you know, what's it been, 19 years or seasons since they've been in a playoff game. So, um, yeah, that, that was a tough one. Uh, but you know, the Bengals, you, man, they're on fire and they're going to be tough to stop here for the Titans. Yeah. I'm a little worried, um, about this matchup. I, um, uh, was, was it Burrow last year that came into Nashville and just rocked us? Or was, am I thinking of, uh, Mayfield and Cleveland's one of those two just came in and rocked us. I think it was Mayfield. Um, but yeah, he's he's playing at a high level right now, and you know he's on the same page with you know T Higgins and uh, Jamar Chase, even Boyd. He's you know he's a great route runner and big body, so they're gonna be tough to stop. We've got to get that pass rush. You know the Raiders did some of that. I think Crosby got you know one sack um, for the Raiders, maybe more. Um, but, but pressuring is going to be our key and fully healthy, seeing D'Amico Autry, Simmons, Landry, Brown, and even Cunningham. He's been a great addition uh, to that linebacker core, especially in coverage. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know we'll, we'll both be there. It, it's going to be a fun, fun atmosphere. Um, 
and man, I'm I'm ready to see that game live. Hell, I may have six extra tickets. Half of my office is in COVID. Uh, either I have COVID or they're in quarantine right now. They're like, okay, <laughs> we're counting the days. If today's day one, can we go on Saturday? Um, it's, it's wild right now. Um, all right, let's move to um, not necessarily the most shocking outcome, but the most shocking disparity of an outcome, and that's Bills Patriots. Um, I, for one, I pick we we all picked the Bills to win. I think we a lot of us picked them to cover, but we didn't mm-hmm. think a forty or a thirty point cover was in the works. What 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 were your takeaways from that game? Complete opposite of what I thought. I thought, you know, they the Patriots were going to be able to run the ball better than they, you know, kind of more like the cold game where they threw it three times. I mean, because the Bills' run D is, let's face it, one of the worst in the league. So, I I thought the Bills put a great game plan together. Al, Josh Allen used his legs quite a bit. Um, and like you said, I mean, taking the, the big-arm quarterback and Mac Jones – you got the rookie version of Mac Jones and not, and that's what we talked about. Like which version of Mac Jones are we going to see? And, you know, big, big lights, big stage, um, you know, the, the rookie quarterback set in. So let me run a theory by you and see what you think about this. I think going back to the first matchup in Buffalo, Bill Belichick embarrassed the the Bills coaching staff and the Bills players. And I mean thoroughly embarrassed them. But these guys are still professional coaches and professional athletes. The next two matchups, the Bills won. I bet if you could ask Bill privately, hey, would you have done something different to not piss them off so bad. I think he would say yes, because that was a motivated team. They were out for blood. Everyone hates the Patriots, and the league hates the Patriots. But, man, you embarrass professional athletes like that, and they that's just not forgotten. And I think that game was the most important game of all these players' lives. They had to win this game. And they when you have – that much talent and you have across the board and those kind of athletes and you can look, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, why he was so much better than ever. He just was, there was anger and there was competitiveness and, and that just seems like what it was. It was personal to these guys yesterday and they just, it was just boom from the get go. I think that embarrassment is going to stay with this, this group, for as long as they're together. Yeah. Uh, I think that's created a new rivalry for sure um, between them. You're 100% right. Guys don't forget that, and it was an embarrassment. I don't know necessarily if he would do anything much different. I think he did everything he could in his coaching mind and and did – he he played the game and scripted the game with, with his strengths and what his talents allow. And that was rely on the defense and, you know, old school football, we're just going to run it down your throat. Now, that's all he had. That He doesn't yeah. have any other tricks. There, You can't 
rely on Mac Jones to to put the team on his shoulders rookie year. So I think he he gave it his one shot that game and, you know, opened up all his tricks and playbook to to beat him. And, you know, like you said, these other guys get paid, too, and they were pissed off. And I'm sure they watched that film 100 times and that was not going to happen again. Um, And we'll go we'll go down to the NFC. Well, actually, yeah, I mean, there's not much talk about the KFC or KC and Steelers. Uh, that's right. kind of what we expected. Uh, let's talk briefly about the Bucks Eagles, and then I want to switch back to. I think the AFC is wide open now, um, but let's talk a little bit about the Tampa Bay versus Eagles game. Um, it was what I expected. Um, really, wasn't a good game. The Eagles made it a little bit late. Where does this put um, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles moving forward? And um, where do you think Tampa stands now? So it's like I was trying to explain last week. Um, Jalen Hurt, I mean, they they have ran the ball well this year. And that, that is really all they had. Because obviously when, when Hurts has to put it on his shoulders, like we saw, he's missing wide open receivers. You know, he is a mobile guy. He can run a little bit with his legs, but. Let's be honest, that game was over, you know, halftime. And, you know, the, I think the Bucks put it on cruise control and they, you know, the Eagles came back a little bit. But that if they wanted to, to step on their necks, they could have. Um, Jalen Hurts is just a mediocre guy. I mean, he's he's serviceable. He can manage a game if it's going well and he's got, got the run game working for him. Um, but if not, and he's got that pressure on him to – to carry it himself, he's just not – he's not going to win those games. Um, I, I don't see him being the answer in Philly. I, I see them, you know, trying to either go after a veteran or, you know, redrafting and something of that nature. I just don't see him him being the answer in Philly at all. Yeah, and so this is the, this is the nuance of the NFL. So – you're sitting there, you're Philadelphia. You say, hey, we made the playoffs. It's a good season. But being that nine and eight team, eight and nine team, that's NFL purgatory. Like you either yeah. got to be really bad and get a good quarterback and 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 turn around the franchise, or you got to build and you got to be really good. Sticking in the middle right there and saying, hey, a road playoff game and you lose. And you get blown out like that's the worst of the that's the worst pocket of the NFL you can be in because you're drafting in the middle. There's just no way to turn the roster over quickly. It's just not a good good spot to be in. I think Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback, but not to go deep in the playoffs quarterback. Like he he can he will be I think a journeyman and he will make a lot of money doing that. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But if your goal um, or if you have talent around you to win a Super Bowl or make it to to a um, you know major run of the playoffs, you're going to need more than that. And but I mean, I like the guy, and I think they're a fun team to watch. But they're probably a regular season team. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, he's just he's just a middle of the road guy, like you said. I think he'll be a journeyman. He'll be like an Alex Smith type. Yeah, he can game manage, um, and like you said, he'll make a lot of money doing that. But 
this this has become a league if you do not have an elite quarterback or someone with decent accuracy and to complement with a run game you're not going to be competitive when it comes to the postseason it's just not going to happen and we want we suffered through that same thing you know the eight and eight eight you know oh yeah nine and seven season with jeff fisher there for a long time so i, I feel for him i know how it feels um, oh even mike malarkey you know mike malarkey went nine seven nine seven made the playoffs yeah. and amy adams fine we got to make a change because that that's that's not where you yeah that's your ceiling you live in this league yeah that was your ceiling you know make the make it to the playoffs lose first round season over uh and like you said you you don't do yourself any favors on draft day yeah um, so I'm intrigued um, by the AFC playoffs and the collection of teams that are there. There is a lot of firepower. There is a lot of offense. And then there's the team holding the number one seed in home field throughout, which is more of a punch you in the mouth. How do you what, – what, what's your take and what do you think that uh, we're looking towards? Man – my first take is we got to get through this first game, you know, as a Titans fan, you know, you can't really look to the future. We've got a hot offense coming in to Nashville. Um, it's going to be a cold game, but I don't think there's, you know, there's no precipitation or snow or anything. So, um, yes, I think we can beat the Bengals. I, I think the fully healthy, we're a better team. Um, you know, pick your poison on offense. If Henry is as healthy as what I'm hearing from Titans radio, um, he might give more carries than I initially thought. I thought it, he might be on a pitch count and, and come in 12, 15 runs, but uh, he may he may go more than that. So excited to see. But the rest of I mean, yeah, Tampa, Casey, it's going to be – Kansas City is going to be tough. I mean, sorry, Tampa's yes. in NFC. Uh, Kansas City, they're in playoff form. Patrick Mahomes isn't making those dumb mistakes like he did earlier in the season. Uh, they, they've they got weapons in all phases of the game. So it's wide open. I mean, I, I really think it is. And, and I say that also including the Titans. I, I think the Titans have just as good a chance as anybody. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be even the slightest bit surprised or be like, huh, that didn't see that coming. If any of these teams make it out, you've got Bill's Chiefs on Sunday night is going to be a heavyweight bout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Bengals, Titans. I think um, I don't think there, there can be a pitch count on Henry because this could be the last game if they lose and you have the whole off season to, to get him back to hundred percent. If he's not a hundred percent, I'm hearing the same thing. I'm hearing he looks great. He's uh, moving quickly. And um, yeah, I mean, he's just one of those. I mean, the guy is basically Chris Johnson on steroids. He can outrun everybody and run over you. And they're so, yeah, they get him going. Uh, I think the Titans are, uniquely positioned to keep 
all these other three high-powered offenses off the field, which is kind of what Vrabel did, and that's what they did against Kansas City, I guess, two years ago now. Um, Mm -hmm. Before Mahomes just went nuts with that run that kind of broke the back. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think being at home, yeah, it's going to be cold, but the Bengals are used to that, so I don't think it helps either team. Right. Um, The other one, Bills Chiefs, uh, that's a get-your-popcorn-ready game. That's going to be – Especially if we see Josh Allen that came out um, this this past weekend, and and that team looked looked really dangerous. Um, quickly in the NFC, I think Packers roll the Niners. Um, if the Rams win tonight, that's an interesting matchup for Tampa Bay. That defensive line gives Brady fits. Yeah, um, and we'll, we'll, that's a good segue. Uh, we got about five minutes left. Um, what are you looking for tonight? And uh, who do you think wins? And then, of course, we got to give our gambling addicts um, a little bit of our picks. Reckless speculation thus far is undefeated in the wild card round, um, which is unfortunate because I did a hiatus of gambling when we just got hot. But um, all right, <laughs> so we got tonight. What is the spread? The spread is the Rams minus three and a half. And over under forty eight and a half. Um, I think the Rams roll tonight. I think it, you know, Murray will will give them a little bit of fits. But like you said, that defense. I mean, the Rams sold out everything. First round picks, all these acquisitions. I mean, the time is now for them. I think they're motivated. They're well coached. Um, as long as Stafford can keep it to one interception or less i think the rams roll no problem yeah there are some crazy stat if he throws um no interceptions they're like six and oh or eight no and if he throws an interception the they, they almost lose every game or maybe um something close to that bad bad yeah. actual statistic that i just gave but you get the gist yeah um, it's like i said last week i mean he's had what three three games with uh, – or four games with three or more turnovers. And, obviously, they lost those games. So, Stafford, he is a, a gunslinger. Um, I mean, he's got the weapons to do it. He's just got to be a little smarter with the ball, and I, I think he knows that. I think I think they can pull this off. Uh, they're, they're just a high-powered team. Um, the Cardinals, not quite – even though they embarrassed the Titans. Um, when they came to town, I don't think, I don't think there's high powered of a team. And, and I'm, I'm actually going to take the over here on this as well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think if Titans Cardinals played now, Titans be favored by six. Uh, that was a young Titans team that, uh, was still finding themselves. I'll tell you this, LA, get your stuff together. Tickets. I'm looking on here. Tickets are going for $81. For a home playoff game, come on now. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Y'all, y'all got to get to the stadium. Um, Monday Night Football, it, and it's a holiday, so don't even give me this L.A. traffic nonsense. Um, <laughs> I think I like the over, too. Um, Kyler Murray is going to have to be brilliant for this to be a game. But, yeah, I agree. You got one of the best receivers. You got – 
probably the best defensive line, if not at least top three, um, going after Murray. Cornerbacks, the Rams, and I agree with you, the Rams went all in, and this is this is the anti-Cowboys, right? So mm-hmm. the, the Rams are good owner. They've built things the right way. They're they're going for it and like strategically going for it, not just trying to, you know, make ESPN headlines every night. So um, I wish it was three, not three and a half, but I still like the Rams and the over. I think it's close in the first half, and then the better team breaks away, which would be the Rams. Divisional opponents, they know each other. I think it's an anomaly. The Ram- the, the Cardinals are eight and one at home, and are uh, eight and one on the road, and have a losing home record or five hundred road record. I think that's just who you play and when you play them. Right. I don't see much stock into that. So yeah, I'm gonna give the, get the Rams and um, minus three and a half in the over. Yeah. Um, final final words, man. I'm just uh, I'm excited for the playoff game for the Titans and obviously excited to watch this game tonight. It's going to be a good one, but I just cannot stop thinking about that playoff game at home. Uh, I love that it's an afternoon game on a Saturday. Um, Makes my life easier as far as babysitting for my child. Um, So I'm just pumped and cannot wait to be there in person. Yeah, it's going to be a rowdy crowd and – yeah, I mean, this is what we've been building for and waiting for, and yeah, and let's do it. And, yeah, and, uh, Cincinnati, which is very close to Nashville, um, respectively. So I think there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans trying to sell, trying to buy tickets. If you're a season ticket holder, do not sell your tickets. Um, yep the, the the profit is not worth it. Get there because we've been to one Super Bowl and the the history let's try to get to another one so don't sell your tickets and remember the game yep totally agree Uh, all right brandon we'll uh we'll sign off here and then um be back wednesday yeah i guess we'll be back on wednesday and break down this game and look forward to next weekend sounds good see you buddy all right take care thanks for watching uh subscribe and rate and all the other stuff that randall usually forgets to tell you to do but i got it